Thank you for tuning in to the St. Thomas Episcopal Church Advent Calendar Podcast. We hope this episode will be a blessing to you as you are to us for tuning in today. Enjoy. I'm with my buddy, Jim Holderby. Jim uh, is in sales and is in business and is in the traveling kind of industry, but really he's in the relationship business. Jim is all about cultivating, sustaining, developing relationships. So Jim, tell us about that. Tell us what you do, what your work life looks like. Yes, Josiah. So thanks again, man. This is an honor, you know, to share my story. And uh, so my career spans 33 years. Uh, The last 20 of those have been uh, business development and sales for a Fortune 100 technology company. Most of those years were working in the private sector, in healthcare predominantly. The last five, I'm working only in the public sector, meaning I serve three state governments, Alabama, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Uh, Prior to those 20 years, I spent uh, several years in the Netherlands living and working for a Dutch bank. Man, that's awesome. So how did you transition from the Netherlands to working for the state government? (laughs) Well, it was, it was difficult, you know, the transition, but uh, it was nice. You know, as, as most of us do, we take pieces um, from where we were and we just transition them. We bring them along to where we are presently. So the experience in the Netherlands was just magical. You know, Ilsa, my wife, is Dutch. I didn't meet her there nor marry there. We moved there as a couple and with Nick, my oldest, um, to take work. But for her, it was a return to her family. Um, so it was just, you know, um, it was really divine intervention in many ways. I know we don't have time to get to learn the language, the Dutch language, but I learned the culture. And when you have a guy like myself that was born and raised in Virginia, spent most of my formative years in Alabama, significant cultural um, differences, especially in, in a marriage now 32 years and uh, raising children, you get to points in time where you disagree and you see things from very different points of view. Not that we sought agreement all the time, but understanding the Dutch perspective, understanding their culture, understanding where they come from um, really aided in the longevity of our marriage. That's interesting because, you know, what you're talking about is like being able to see the world through her eyes, you know, especially in marriage, this is important. Uh, being able to look through the eyes of someone else and understand their perspective. But I imagine that's also really helpful in business. You know, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but you described once to me like this. I was asking about your work and what do you do? And you said, you know, basically I help people say like, what problems do you have? How can I help you get the resources to overcome those problems? And I would imagine that it takes the same kind of skill set to say, how do I look through your eyes and see the problems that you're facing and how do we connect? Tell me more about that. Yeah. So, I mean, you're spot on. That's a lot of what I do is listen. Um, one of my many uh, tenets is lead with your ears um, because when we're listening, we're learning. And when we're talking, we may be doing good things, but we're not learning when we're t- talking. So it is, it is really understanding and trying to walk in the shoes of my clients. And a lot of my work is, is, is trying to fully understand the dilemma or the problem or the issue they're trying to either achieve or overcome. And then part of my work, a large part of my work internally is I lean in within um, the company I work for and I assemble teams, Josiah. I assemble teams across multiple 
subject expertises in whether it's functional or technical or strategic or transitional. Um, I assemble teams and then we go meet with our clients, continue to listen. And, um, you know, for, you know, more often than a project, it could be a couple of months, it could be multiple years, but um, it usually involves a large, large team. And that's really one of the greatest things about my work is the people, period. That's it. So the people on the client side, the people I engage with is my clients, but also my colleagues, man, my teammates and, and the people we get to work with, because I'm never the brightest guy in the room. So I kind of lean on others. So part of their brilliance will kind of be a residue on me. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it makes me think of like uh, the disciples, you know, they're coming from all these different backgrounds and all these different perspectives and they all come together around Jesus. But after that, as they're transitioning to apostles, then they go out into the world and take those different skill sets and help mm-hmm. transform it and create, you know, the beginning of what we know now call the church. Yeah. But I mean, it sounds to me like what you're doing is church. I mean, it's bringing together community, drawing people together to help solve problems. And it sounds like you bring a lot of joy and passion to that. But I bet, you know, if you dig down a little deeper, it's also sometimes where it's holy and you find yourself on holy yeah. ground. It is. It is. To address the, the former piece, you're absolutely right. It, it is It is like church in a way that when we meet, when we congregate, the Lord is present many times. And especially on multi-year projects, um, whether it's the client and or your colleagues, your teammates, you spend time together. You know, depending where the project is, you could be in, in hotel rooms multiple nights for consecutive weeks and uh, you're having lunch with the same people. You're having dinner with the same people. And you get into conversations about your personal life, about your faith. And it gives you really a wonderful opportunity just to, to talk about Jesus with people, just to share your love for Jesus. And, and some people respond one way. Some people respond another way. But, yeah, it gives a wonderful opportunity to do that. Um, but, yeah, so. You know, times when 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 God was present, where there's many. Um, I will share one though. A lot of the magic, if you will, occurs in the comings and the goings. Meaning, travel uh, has always been a large part of my life. So, doing this for 33 years, um, you know, the comings and goings presents these these just these magical moments. So, I'll give you one example. I was actually traveling back from Jackson, Mississippi, the state capital, um, to Birmingham, and it was in the evening time and um, traveling on 5920. And I stopped in Meridian, Mississippi to get a cup of tea. And I stopped in this little coffee shop, and this gentleman, this elderly gentleman, um, he tapped me on the shoulder and he introduced himself. His name was Roland O'Neill. So we started chatting it up. Um, I got him a cup of coffee and we just sat down for 10 or 15 minutes and he told me a little bit about himself. Um, he primarily lived on the margins, uh, was at, in a very tough part of his life. And he said, um, asked him what he did and what were his talents, you know? And he said, well, he, he was an artist. He drew, he sketched. And I said, well, tell me more. He said, well, what I'll do, if you give me your address, your home address, I'm going to, I'm going to sketch you something. I'm going to make you some something, a piece of art, and I'm going to send it to you. And I was like, absolutely. I gave my home address. Of course, on the drive home, I was like, I wonder if I should give a random dude my home address, you know. But I showed up in my mailbox, 
from yes. to me from Owen O'Neill, and he sketched this beautiful charcoal etching of a cabin amongst some hardwoods. That's awesome. And Ilsa and I were our heart really fell on the floor. We were just so overjoyed and and just overwhelmed in many ways of just the quality of his character and the fact number one he did exactly what he said he would do he said i'm going to sketch you something jim holderby and i'm going to mail it to you but i had to opt in i had to give him my address if i would have selected chosen not to give him my address then obviously i would have never been the recipient of this beautiful etching and then we were also overjoyed with the fact that it was just so beautiful and you and you can see or you could see that it is it is so beautiful and so pleasant that we took it down to the Hobby Lobby and got it matted and framed, and it actually is on a wall on the wall in our home. That's fantastic. But you know what I love about it is you opt in several different times. You know, he reaches out to you and you reach back and you buy him a cup of coffee, and you know you spend a dollar on a cup of coffee, but you're investing in a relationship all of a sudden, and yeah. you're seeing somebody a little deeper. Yeah. And uh, in the scripture this week, Jesus says, you know, they'll say, Lord, Lord, when did we see you were thirsty and give you something to drink? And he said, when you did it for the least of these. And sometimes when we reach out in just simple ways and say, you know what? It's not a cup of coffee. I'm, I'm seeing you as a, as a person. I'm seeing you as a brother in Christ. I'm seeing you for you, your humanity. And in that you create new relationship and in that you experience some more yeah. of that love of God. Oh, you're right on, brother. And Josiah, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, of Wendell Berry. I don't know if you've read any of his works. Oh, of course. You know, he's a, he's written many books, 30 or 40 in his lifetime, a, a, a Kentucky farmer, actually, um, probably a layman minister is one of his uh, his titles. But, uh, you know, I, I, I love Wendell Berry. I love his simplistic approach to life. I love his love of Jesus. And I, and I think about every day, some of his words in my head and when he says, you know, devotion to God, devotion to land, devotion to family, to friends, to hard work in your neighbors. He said, these things generate community and fellowship and create fidelity. And I think about that every day before I start my work devotion to those things and not that they're in any particular order, but I do think the first is very mindful and intentional where it begins with devotion to God. Man, that's wonderful. Dude, I, I'm leaving here today inspired and pumped up and excited. That makes me want to go buy everybody a cup of coffee. Jim, thank you for your work and thank you for your faithfulness. And I appreciate your witness, uh, not just as you're out and about in the road, but your witness also to us here at St. Thomas. And you bring not um, only with that passion, you bring joy. And, um, and I'm grateful for you. So thank you and may God bless you and keep you and preserve you now and always. Thank you for tuning in to the St. Thomas Episcopal Church Advent Calendar Podcast. This is the Reverend Josiah Ringers inviting you to join us every Sunday at St. Thomas at 815, 1030 or 5 p.m. or online. Check us out at stthomasepiscopal.net. Thanks again and may God bless you.